This is Decoding Security, a podcast from Microsoft Australia about how to protect your business from the ever-changing threat of cybercrime. On the show, you'll hear from leaders in cybersecurity as well as Microsoft experts as we break down strategies to help keep your business secure. I'm your host, Mark Anderson, and I'm the Chief Security Officer here at Microsoft Australia. In today's episode, you'll hear all about how we manage cybersecurity at Microsoft. And to walk us through that, we're joined by Abbas Kadrati, the Chief Cybersecurity Advisor for Microsoft Asia Pacific. Abbas will take us through how organizational structures can provide enterprise-wide risk-based cybersecurity, the importance of having simple tools for making the right decisions, and he'll share some lessons on risk-based cybersecurity. Abbas, over to you. For today's session, we will discuss about how Microsoft manages risk internally, and that could be risk for the enterprise level or at the security level. But our agenda will be focusing more on security as such. So a little bit about me, my background. I am a cybersecurity practitioner, been a CISO for a number of years, and I also teach part-time in Deakin University as an industry professor. These days, I'm busy writing a couple of books. One is on threat intel intelligence or threat hunting in the cloud. And I'm on my journey to write my second book on zero trust. So that was a quick introduction about me, but let's discuss the topic for today. Let's start with what we see as a challenges today, especially with Microsoft and especially talking about customers. When I discuss risk management topics with many of our customers, especially from the CAFO side, we notice that many of our customers are still living or using legacy systems, which are there for last 20 years or ago. And the biggest challenge they face today is they still try to create those kind of a reporting dashboard using more of a static reports, which is very hard for them to drill down and find a detailed insight on what the risk they are trying to mitigate, what are the associated assets to us for that particular risk and many other issues they face. We also notice that data becomes a very new strategic asset, especially for the CFO from the reporting point of view, could be an assurance, could be an audit, or could be on the risk. And the amount of data is almost getting doubled every year as we move more forward, which is also creating a huge challenge in terms of what could be my single source of truth when I want to report anything on the compliance or on the risk side. Business is also getting much more complex these days and using of old tools and methodology may not be able to help them in catering the need of a new digital world, especially when things are moving towards the cloud. And as we move towards the new world, the new growth of business, the new threats, what we see, it's also very imperative that we start using some of the latest techniques or methodology, as we call it, in terms of what we used to do yesterday when managing the risk on on-premises and how are we managing the risk going forward in a more proactive way for the new areas of digital transformation could be on the cloud and many others. So let's look at how risk management or enterprise risk is a part of our overall ARC, which is a Microsoft Audit Risk and Compliance Organization. We call audit risk and compliance as a second and a third line of defense. First could be the cybersecurity as well. We don't want to talk about that, but let's focus on the second and third line of defense as a part of that. So what does this team do? They provide more of an advisory service and they serve as a center of excellence for any kind of risk and a compliance discussion. They also focus on providing independent and objective audit 
and investigation service as a part of our audit risk and compliance digital transformation overall journey. If you want to have a look at it in terms of our overview, this is how it fits into the overall risk management or enterprise risk management as we call it. Starting all the way from the board of director to senior leadership and enterprise risk comes into play. And all the domains of risk management are in the center. But our focus, talk a little bit detail on what is our security focus in the risk management part. But that's the topic of our agenda and that's what we are discussing as a part of this entire webinar series. So let's now look at risk management with specific to security focus. Now within Microsoft, our CISO talks about security is a kind of a three-legged stool, which is standing on a platform of risk management and assurance. And these three legs are data and integrity, identity management and device health, which is protected with the information protection. So if one leg is broken, the whole strategy can be jeopardized in that case. And this strategy is combined with 26 different services, or we call it within the 14 epics. And if you look at that strategy, how we built upon is, is a risk management and assurance. As I said, it's a platform of that with device, health, data telemetry, information management, and risk management. They built upon our various services, which are all the elements, as we call it. So the way we manage risk part of it, we start from the top. Let's look at from the risk management lens point of view. How are we going to focus risk management with specific to industry, specific to security? So the whole purpose of this slide, which I'm showing you today, is the same visual tool or a stool, as we call it. I showed you in previous slide, and as you can see it here as well. Let's go a little bit deeper with specific to risk management. So risk management becomes a platform or the foundation of all our security efforts, what we do within the Microsoft. This particular platform, it provides us more of a context about how we think about various issues or what are the potential concerns we face within the company. It also provides you kind of a common language where we can discuss with business in terms of a same language or in, with our other peers within the group, such as the engineering group or enterprise risk management, which is a bigger portfolio. And we make sure that we all are on the same page. It is very important in risk management that we speak the same language with the business understands. We also want to leverage our security governance model, which I'm going to show you in the next slide, which is across the organization wide within the Microsoft, not only on the information security risk, but also on the general security and the privacy and the risk management as well. Also, this one helps us to have a consistent approach and a single lens of viewing everything what's going around in the company. So this is how we call it our security governance. Security governance is an overall part of our information risk management council, which brings everyone together, including security and a business leadership all across the Microsoft with a single governance model, which is across all the other department. This IRMC, as we call it, which is information risk management council, also helps us in ensuring that we have a consistent approach for identifying, mitigating, and responding all the top and emerging cybersecurity risks within the Microsoft, which is the whole object towards that. And some of the other objects we take care of, the part of that is how we manage and verify the compliance, could be from confidentiality, integrity, and availability of the data. How are we going to integrate a risk-based focus more for helping our executives in that space as well, and building up that consistent framework towards that. Top risk working group, our information risk management committee leadership team, our information security or risk management, IRMC, executive sponsors, and executive review. They work on hand-in-hand -hand covering all this area. What we are trying to achieve out of it is we should get a single input 
for making all the risk decisions. And the way to do it is in the following way. There is a famous word as we call it, right? Garbage in, garbage out, which is the GIGO uh, computer science model. So it's very important that what kind of information you are feeding into our risk management process, because having a too much of data also is a big problem. And having not enough is also a similar problem as well. So it is very important that we feed in the threat intelligence apart from our threat modeling exercise, what we do it. So we create a threat scenarios, such as a high-level risk statement, which also helps us into that, because threat modeling is one of the key factor of the entire risk management process, and which helps us identifying the various threat actors, the threat scenarios, the threat capabilities in terms of what and type of attacks are those, and we create attack profile of that. And as a part of monitoring activity, we also work on those various use cases and rules, combining with various security capability, which gives us a kind of an incident report, so they merge together on hand in hand to create that kind of insight in terms of what threats we have and how that threats translate into further risk as an example, which talks about various threat scenarios, compromise a critical application or a compromised customer information or compromised IP address and how they work together in giving you that kind of a use case. Here is another view of use case attack, more of a sample in your case, in this particular case, on giving you a breadth of uh, detection coverage so we start with table Y, we have the use cases or no use cases. And as we go, we get the information in terms of breadth, in terms of what detection coverage we have from various of number of technology which can trigger it. Could be our antivirus, could be our IDS, could be a weblog or any kind of other technology what we have within the environment. This is more from a sample viewpoint of view. Doesn't say that this is an actual scenario. This is more for the sake of presentation purpose. I've created this sample. So let's move on in terms of sample on how we plot that particular thing into a reporting format. So green, that means we have 75% coverage for managing that. Yellow is between 50 to 75% coverage in terms of use case and zero, we, there is no, not at all any coverage in that space. And we overlay this coverage to provide you more of an information in terms of how much of our environment is covered by those technology or what environments are not covered in terms of protection against any kind of threat which we discuss. So now the key activity here is to make sure that our risk mitigation or a risk decision-making process is as simple as possible and as straightforward as possible. Because we are talking now about discussing risk with the entire organization-wide. It's not a single team which we are talking about. So we have to make sure that everyone understands the language which we talk to them at the organization level and we all are on the same page. And there are multiple factors. First thing is on the preparation of that. Second is on the decision making. And third is on the post implementation or the final decision making on that. So we get our pre decision making or preparedness from the various other processes as we covered, which include the identifications of risk and classifying of the risk and plotting them into our decision matrix. And further, then we provide that kind of input to the various team who will take the decision in terms of what needs to be done. And we will take our opinion from other team as well, could be from the leadership team who are accountable for that. And we also assign the accountability in terms of which team is going to help in implementing the controls or mitigating the risk as a part of the whole overall framework as well. So at every steps, we want to make sure that risk and the decisions are informed from the data, what we have collected from all the various systems, as well as any observation we have from our IRMC leadership team or a subject matter expert. And this is how it looks like in terms of a matrix. So for risk decision-making matrix, 
it is really important for us to assign the responsibility of taking a decision on a particular risk to the right level of person. So what you see on the screen, we have to create that kind of a matrix which can help us in setting the boundaries and also assign the accountabilities in terms of who should weigh in and make the decision of the risk within the company. As you can see on the various risk level, it's about the scope. The risk decision-making responsibility increases at a different level. And as it goes higher, more from the enterprise level, we have the IRMC team or a sub-IRMC or a CISO team who will be taking certain decisions. However, there are IRMC typically also handles uh, risk-making decisions more from a smaller group, or we call it a group leader or a manager level. They won't get involved in that particular space, but higher they go, the larger the decision-making process it becomes from an enterprise level. As you can see, the ownership could be on EVP level or enterprise uh, VP or corporate VP level or a corporate VP or a VP level who takes a decision on certain risks which are impacting at organization-wide. But the lower the decision, they can take care at, at a lower level, at a GM level or a partner level as well. So let's look at some of the examples on how do we report these things or key metrics in that particular category. Some of the things which drives our commitment because we want to cover about enterprise risk, it could be about the external regulatory audit or audit results or a stakeholder relationship and many other things does matter when we take a decision in terms of what we need to report. And that could also be part of our risk-based audit approach as well. Although audit is not a part of the function within the security office, as I call it, but they work very closely with each other and their input is highly regarded or provides input to the overall risk management framework as well. Another way to look at it is the risk management provides input to the key metrics, including all the other, other areas. And to show you one of the example, how we report this enterprise security scorecard, because scorecard is helping when our team, Microsoft security team, when they go and report it to the various IRMC team, they will be able to look at it from more of an enterprise security scorecard point of view. And this is the kind of a report they present it on a monthly basis, which are generated and reviewed by IRMC team on a monthly basis and the other executives who track the progress at a various level. And as things change, they are being given a different color code. It could change from green, which is a target level, or if you are removing any kind of a leakage system, as an example, then it turns into green. Or if you're managing at a medium level, then it turns into a yellow color as well. It could be various hygiene issues as well. Just to show you another view of it. So color coded in terms of where the risks are, which team is responsible in terms of business risk engagement, could be from engineering or marketing or finance or HR. They all are being given a color coded. And we use number of tools within Microsoft, for example, Microsoft Power BI. We use that Power BI tool heavily to get all the data from various sources, which can plot into a, a nice visual report or a diagram or even a graphical representation of what we do it, and which has been shared from all the way ownership from top to the bottom. So each of these enterprise risks, what we have, we have a uh, senior leadership owner assigned to that. Sometimes it's one to several, or it could be more than one ownership as well. Could be at a VP level who will drive those all the mitigation strategies a part of it. This is also driven by our uh, CEO so that it helps us in driving the accountability. But if you look at it, the actual team who is doing that, they don't own any kind of a risk as such, unless it is assigned it to a different department where the risk was identified. So we follow the top-down approach. The key message and the ownership starts always from the CEO and the SLD and driven at a downward level. We have been discussing our methodology in before the previous parts of webinar as well. So it aligns to the overall 
industry risk management methodology could be part of your ISO 31000 or could be a part of your ISO 27005 or any other standard which have been using it where we monitor, improve, operate and evaluate goes into our four quadrant and we take a decision accordingly. So there is nothing special in terms of methodology. Whatever approach you take, it will fit into these four categories on how are you going to monitor the risk, how are you going to improve upon it, how are you going to evaluate it, and how are you going to operate it. Whatever is an operation part, which is the yellow, which is the lowest inherent risk and the lowest in terms of the impact as well. This is an example of what we try to do it as a part of our risk management matrix reporting. So as you can see, some examples I've given you here, like credit collection and the operate part, it's more of a lower quadrant onto this matrix and anything on the higher, is uh, we want to improve upon, which could be on the cybersecurity side or a competitive advantage or a data privacy or a corruption or a business continuity. Those risks are typically, we want to focus on improving continuously in that space, just as an example. So now we are reaching into our conclusion part of our presentation. So let's discuss some of the key action item or what you can take home today. So first action item is, as a part of your risk management is, Let's start with a collision of willing where we want to build that particular momentum and an interest over the time in terms of covering the whole governance model, what we discuss about having a risk management as a part of your enterprise risk management, which is a part of your governance. So collision of willing is really important. Second thing, you want to ensure that the entire group is willing to take a hard call because it's not easy to make certain risk-making decisions. There's always a lot of risk and you will never have enough resources to address everything what you wanted. So creating that priority matrix in a risk-making decision is really important. What goes into your top quadrant of your risk-making process, which is on the red part? Let's focus on key one, two, three, or five top five risk and take the decision-making in that space. Next one is knowing the threat landscape. We are in a world where digital transformation is moving so quickly and the threats are changing very rapidly. So if you are missing out in terms of what are the current threat towards your company or towards your organizations or towards geography, it is going to be tough in terms of, or it may not give you an accurate picture in your risk metrics. So know the threat landscape, take the data from there and expect that these changes will be very constant. You can't create the threat metrics at the beginning of the year and continue for the entire year. It has to be constantly reviewed based on the current threat what you have today in the market. Next one is we want to focus on education and awareness. We need to make sure that your senior leadership team understands the language, which I talked about earlier. Speak the language which they understand from the risk point of view, from the business point of view. Take their support so they can help you in first identifying the accountability team or accountable team and also making sure that the team is helping you in mitigating those risks as well. So investing time in educating and taking their support is really important in that risk-making decisions because they wouldn't be accepting the risk on your behalf at all if at all required. Last but not the least, you will have lots of data and you may not have a good insight. We talked about garbage in, garbage out, right? Having a healthy telemetry of data, a good information feeding into your risk-making metrics is really important. Make sure that the data you are gathering actually helping you to change those behaviors into your risk management practice. You've been listening to Decoding Security, a show about how to protect your business from the ever-changing threat of cybercrime. This podcast is brought to you by Microsoft Australia. Microsoft Australia provides a comprehensive suite of end-to-end security solutions unified across people, devices, apps, and data. 
For more information, visit the website microsoft.com forward slash decoding security. This podcast was made with strategy and production support from Wavelength Creative. To make sure you don't miss an episode of Decoding Security, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the show. I'm Mark Anderson, and we'll be back next episode with more Decoding Security. Thank you.